0: Hi, I'm Mike Mitchell, our director of Mount Pleasant Schools.
1: I'm Kate Finn, STEM director of Mount Pleasant Schools.
0: Welcome to Tennessee. Today's episode is in celebration of National STEM Day. Dr. Finn and I took a walk around the building, and uh, what were we looking for, Kate?
1: Well, I think today we were looking for all the amazing things that we know go on and that our teachers are doing, but not just us being able to see it, but to be able to celebrate by letting our teachers know and uplifting them and supporting them that their instruction is super steamy
0: now two classes uh that i was with you on were second grade classrooms and i walked out of the classroom with you and i said that's what school should look like tell me a little bit about those classes because you were also blown away
1: absolutely so the first class we went into you know coming up to the holidays and thanksgiving They were writing persuasive letters from the point of view of the Thanksgiving turkey trying to convince whoever they were writing to not to eat them and to try something else instead. So what's amazing about this is that you're... Again, these kids are taking a point of view of another creature or organism. They're writing from that point of view, but then they're also citing evidence to back up their claim of why they don't want to be eaten.
0: Right. I remember she was very specific, like, okay, that's a good argument. You don't want to be eaten, but
1: why, But why,
0: why not? Like, and, yes, you know, um, and, and kids were saying really great stuff. Some, one kid said, there's too much blood in me. And which uh, yes. <laughs> and,
1: uh, he's actually not wrong. While well, your first initial thing is, Ooh, you know, maybe we don't want to say something like that, but actually that's a very valid claim. Mm-hmm. If you think about it,
0: Well, it plays on emotion. Absolutely. It it makes someone, you know, maybe it's not the most, uh, like... uh, Pretty. Well, also, just like in thinking about that argument, it's not the most kind of succinct, scientific, boiled down. It plays much more to, like, a gross-out kind of thing. But, hey, if I'm a turkey trying to not get eaten, that was... And I loved how the teacher (laughs) dealt with it. She didn't say, oh, gross, stop being a boy. Like, no, do what you're supposed to. She was like... She took a moment. She was like... well, like, how could we say that in a way right. that, like, what, what is it that you're actually trying to get to, you know?
1: Which brings me to, you know, one of the whole points of what we did today with these walkthroughs or discovery expeditions, as we're calling them, is that, you know, we see teachers or we hear about how you have to uplift students and you have to encourage them and you have to push them and, you know, but we have to do that with our teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, I read an article this week about how, you know, good leaders don't, teachers don't need to be told what they're doing wrong. They're professionals, they're good at what they do, but a good leader is going to support the teachers and celebrate what they're doing right. Um, And help them, you know, look at what they're doing right and then challenge them to say, you know, how how can we make ourselves better, how can we grow? And so that was kind of the aim of doing it today. And every classroom we went into, I left a little note or, you know, you and I made made sure if we couldn't leave a note that we told the teacher what we loved. We didn't say one thing about, oh, you could have done this better or this could have done this to make it more steamy. But this was great. You did a great job. This is awesome. And their responses are, well, this is what we do every day. And I think but pointing it out that it's relating to what we want and our goals and the system's goals and all of that really kind of helps teachers see yeah i am doing what i need to be doing
0: and also like not only are they doing what they're being to doing but they're on the cutting edge
1: absolutely of
0: what this whole paradigm shift of getting students to be using multiple disciplines at the same time pulling in from science pulling in from writing pulling in from the, the one class we were in um they were talking about picos bill yep
1: they were creating a story
0: and a kid said frog and the the teacher said well it's the desert would frogs live there and another kid said no it would be toads absolutely and she said well that's probably closer to what could you know and so just that idea of i could see where you might just be like as an art teacher i'd be like cool frogs could live there And it's true. In a story written by a second grader, you could have a frog there because we don't want to squash that. But I love that she was saying, no, inside of this defined set, you have lots of creativity. There's creativity in other ways, like Pico Spill could grab the cloud and squeeze it. She was just saying inside of that ecosystem, because it was set in the desert, there was a certain logic that the story needed to have so that when he grabbed the clouds that was much more believable as opposed to just being like man there's frogs in the desert and so it was really neat because she was explaining to them how a good story can be told and when to bend the rules and when to stick with
1: what
0: the what the setting was
1: but the key there as you said you know this was their ela or their literacy block of time and while she that's exactly what her focus was she also didn't hesitate to pull in history to pull in science so it was that interdisciplinary focus within that one instruction. In kindergarten, they were having, it was their play time, just structured play. And as soon as I walked in the room, um, and you weren't with me with this one, but I had a kindergartner hold up and they were putting together and creating these shapes with some you know, little balls and sticks and she goes, she goes. I made a cylinder. So of course the you know STEM director in me was like, yes, that's right. You did.
0: <laughs> 3D shapes. 3D cylinder.
1: shapes. I, I'm all over it. But again, it's even that just free structured play. Kids were creating a kind of a roller coaster type of ramp, and they had other kids on iPads. So that technology integration. And you could see throughout the room that it was still fostering those interdisciplinary, but those STEM connections what and a, the thought process. What
0: about an art class today when they were yes. they were doing under the sea paintings? So they were talking about um, seascapes, mm-hmm. and then one of the kids said to me, "Mr. Mitchell, what did what color was the Titanic?" And I was like, "Ooh, uh, yes, yes. uh, mist, I'm not, mist. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know." And so I said, "You know." So, Dr. Fan, what kind of, you said, well, and then the teacher like, mm-hmm. was just like, what are you guys doing? She's like, let's just pull it up on the big screen Absolutely. and let's go to do research, right? Let's right. use the internet in a way that's focused mm-hmm. during a time that is valuable. Let's show kids how to utilize the internet in a way that's helpful to them as Absolutely. opposed to just pulling their time away or letting them be a consumer to just like be in, on a game. And then the kid, and all of a sudden, you know, all some of the kids looked up and were like, but most of them didn't because they did not need it. Mm-hmm. But that one the little girl mm-hmm. was able to look up and was like, oh, cool. So I thought that was a really, very cool use of building technology in when it was needed and when it wasn't.
1: Absolutely. Um, Even just the materials that she was utilizing to do this. So, you know, I'm not an artist, and a lot of times, you know, that's where you and I work well together. Is you get that creative vision. Um, you know, they were creating that underwater look by taking water and then putting tissue paper. Mm-hmm. But it's a special kind of tissue paper. Yeah. So their exposure to that material or that medium in third grade can then translate later on when they start talking about mixtures and chemical reactions mm-hmm. and compounds. Well, that's going to connect. And you see that, you know, it's funny that, you know, the kid asked about the Titanic because earlier this morning I was in the sixth grade um, co-teaching a class and we were talking about survival. And to get them to understand, you know, the a survival kit is a tool that you need. You know, we were talking about well, what are some of the things that you would need to survive? And the Titanic came up again and it was, well, why didn't a lot of people survive? What didn't they have? What tools did they not have, and, and again, it made me realize that that connection there in third grade is now resurfacing again in sixth grade, mm-hmm. and so it's it's that's what this steam stuff does. It helps these kids draw on knowledge that they have it may not be directly related to what they're doing, mm-hmm. but they're using that to then come up with solutions and discoveries and all that other stuff
0: interestingly, that was driven only by one artist in the class,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. but
0: the, but it got put up on the screen, and everybody was and so able to take it there, I bet to be there, exposed. I to bet that. there are 15 kids in there who just by osmosis and just barely paying attention mm-hmm. when someone asks, like, "What colors the the Titanic?" I like, was oh, black and white. I'm like, how do you know that? I don't know, right? Because they but probably don't remember,
1: right, <laughs> from when they
0: were in this class when they were in right. second grade in. Miss Rich's class, but it was interesting. Is that she allowed information driven by students, mm-hmm. right? And so that's that kind of gets into that PBL too. That when you allow Absolutely. when you allow voice and choice, yes, a kid had a problem. I don't know what color the Titanic is. Research, jump to it. It's black and white. Other kids look up and go, Oh, the Titanic's black and white. Oh, that's the Titanic. I've heard about the Titanic. You know, like And so just that, just that. That introductory level to it mm-hmm. is really neat because the Titanic is such a cultural touchstone. Well, we, and we it's talk about real it world application right. too.
1: I mean, if you think about going back to that sixth grade, you know, real world application is you know survival. Well, why was the Titanic such a disaster? Well, yeah, it was because it struck an iceberg and sank in the first place. We know that, but really, you get ships that things happen to all the time, but it, they're not on that scale. The reason why is because they didn't have what they needed to survive. Right. And that's where the kids are making those connections. But that's also what makes it tangible to them. you know. And that book was tied to what they were reading in ELA, but this was their history class. And it's explored in their science class. And so there's all different components, and this is why STEAM instruction is so important. You can't just compartmentalize subjects anymore. You have to make those connections that those days of that you know here memorize this put it down on paper and let's move on are over because our our kids aren't ready for the real world if we just keep doing that
0: and I think that the the thing that I'm hearing from industry leaders from podcasts and research that I'm doing um, about steam is that one of the reasons why it is so important to teach the problem-solving skills of project based learning and not operating in silos it's because more than ever like we used to say this but we're now even shrinking it more we used to say well we don't even know what jobs will exist in 20 years and now we're saying things more like we don't even know what jobs are going to exist in the next three years we don't know what's going to be invented and what we're going to need and but so- what
1: we do know is it's stem related jobs Cor- and so those are the skills needed the fastest growing job market is STEM related. Now, again, that doesn't mean it's only science, technology, engineering, and math. What that means is, even it, that includes skilled laborers, such as you know, we had our welding class the other day, um, and we had a community partner um, coming in, BMC um, Metalwork or BMC Metalworks, and that's exactly what they're saying they need from students they can teach them the actual application or the skill. What they don't have time or what they can't teach them is that ability to you know, think critically and problem solve, that ability to be creative, that ability to work well with others, that collaboration, and then that communication, to be effective in your communication, to be able to self-advocate. They, they can't teach them that. If you don't have those skills, then they don't want you.
0: I love that we've positioned those kids immediately. And I think one of the things I hear you saying is when a client comes to BMC and says, I need you to weld this, BMC, can, they can't be in the position to be like, well, we've never done that before. We don't know what you're talking about right whereas the person just goes yeah but it's angle it's, it involves angle iron and like we know right. it needs to get welded and you know BMC's just like you know they're going to be able to say like yeah we'll figure it out Absolutely. we'll figure out what jigs we have to build to do this this and this yes we'll do it and i love that we're giving those kids a pretty interesting one from the beginning because i don't think any of those kids have ever welded a shepherd's hook for bird feeders to hang off of no and so we were able to take that to Tony grooms and say hey We've got all these bird feeders. Mm -hmm. Um, We need to put bird seed in them. We want to start talking about birds. We need some things to hang them on. And now I've just walked over there the last two Fridays in a row. In a row, I've walked into this shop of where I've commissioned these things, Mm -hmm. picked them up, brought them over to elementary school, and walked around with uh, two kindergartners and uh, four second graders and put these shepherd's hooks up that are beautifully welded, that hold the thing. And that, you know, and that talk about that knowledge being stacked when those kids are working for BMC and someone gives them something oddball over, like, well, it wasn't as weird as having to weld the bird feeders that we did. And, you know, like, whatever. Right. Like, we know that, like, I'm not always going to be welding the thing that it is that is my passion, right? right. So I'm not always going to be welding. Um, benches that have wooden seats because I'm really interested in architectural design and building stuff right or I'm not always gonna be welding the body of a car because I'm like really into car culture like sometimes my job's gonna be welding a thing that I don't know what it is it's someone else's passion and for them the sooner they get used to that the Mm -hmm. much better they're going to be at problem-solving and welding and also learning to empathize Mm -hmm. with what are the problems inside of their clients passion Oh, mm-hmm. well, you're going to build this, and it needs to span this. Maybe we need to put a joint. And then the p- client's going to be like, thank you. That saved it. Like, we didn't think about that. Like, right. wow. Like, how did you know that? Well, because when we were doing this or when we were doing this, like, giving them real-life projects mm-hmm. that aren't expected, if that makes sense, Absolutely. right? Like, no one started the year expecting to make these these shepherd's hooks, Mm-mm. but they made amazing ones, That work just as well as the ones that you can buy from Home Depot or Lowe's or anywhere else. So I thought I thought that was really a great thing. Any any closing thoughts?
1: Well, and I think you know what we were able to. You know, this is why I'm actually in the middle of typing out an email to our elementary school faculty and saying, you know, Fridays are one of my favorites, and that's not because it's well, it's Friday, right? We all love Fridays, but it's really because on Fridays I get to remove myself from. You know the computer, or whatever, and take the time and walk around and marvel at what our teachers are doing with our littlest kids. Because if it doesn't start with this elementary school, mm-hmm. then by the it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean it. it you know, it, you've been doing this stuff on sketch notes, and I sat in a meeting one day where they were talking about it, and I had this idea that it, it really, you know, in my notes for this meeting, it was a sketch note of a tree, where this elementary school provides the roots and that foundation of the trunk and without it, the rest of the tree is not gonna grow and blossom and live. And the middle school really builds those skills and that support and it continues to build the strength of that trunk so that by the time they get to high school and they can branch out in these different areas, they can then hone in those skills and refine them so then they're ready to go Mm -hmm. and show the world. And it's, you know, but without that elementary foundation and it's starting in elementary school, um, you know it, it, it's just not going to happen for the rest of it
0: I'm so excited you took sketch notes in a meeting That's I did amazing. <laughs> um, I
1: did for me yes that was yeah.
0: amazing <laughs> and, and I, I love that idea we should we should really uh, take that initial sketch and turn it into and commission an artwork by a student here is to create the um, the pre-k through 12 tree from roots to fruit mm-hmm. of like how STEAM education um, How it develops, r- a child, really creates the child, yeah. and it bears the fruit of, um, you know, being able to feed, you know, the community. Absolutely. Right? Um, so I think that's a really, that's a really, really cool way to end <laughs> this episode of um, that celebrating National STEM Day. Of course, we add an A into STEM around here Absolutely. because we think that art is the heat that turns STEM into, into steam. Um Thanks for listening.